hello 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 and welcome back to melanated movie monday and i'm actually really excited about the movie that i have for this week it is by one of my favorite directors whom i have seen in person but didn't get the opportunity to meet i'm a big fan she's actually been liking my instagram stories lately so not to toot my own horn but I am thoroughly excited. She's actually just one of my favorite directors. Um, her first film is my favorite film ever. I love that movie. Um, and all the other movies that she's done, I've seen a good majority of her well-known movies. I haven't seen all of her movies, but this one is a good one. And we're just going to go ahead and get right on in. This episode, we are going to talk about Beyond the Lights. It was released in 2014 and the director is Gina Prince Bythewood. She is film royalty. You cannot tell me otherwise. And I'm willing to debate about it. Like, I really am. I'm willing to debate about it. For this episode, I did a lot of research. Well, not a lot of research. I try not to be a stalker. But I did some basic research and her story is just incredible. She was adopted at about three weeks old and she is a mixed race and i just kind of relate to her background in a sense i was adopted as a child um i am not of 100 percent mixed race i don't share it 50 50 but if you've listened to other podcasts i did do ancestry and i found some things out that i'm not 100 percent proud of but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day um gina prince bythewood she worked on a lot of my favorite program she was on a different world she did shots fired she did love and basketball which is my favorite 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 movie i literally have the poster in my room i love that movie i love that movie um sonali thin i love sonali thin and they work well together (laughs) sorry she also did a secret life of bees and of course beyond the lights those are just some of her famous movies if you want to check out more stuff that she has done of course you can google her look up her filmography it is long it is a long list and that's because she's a legend a living legend so give anything that she does a try she doesn't just do black work even though that is her main focus black females black women and i love that for her and i love that for me so i thoroughly enjoyed this from some of the research that i've seen this particular movie was kind of personal for her and it relates back to her adoptive story and we can get into that later on in the episode i just wanted to start off by saying i love you gina i really do and if you're listening hi um so again this movie was really important to her it seemed as though she was inspired by a lot of things and a lot of people to make this movie and it took her a really long time to put this movie out if i researched correctly it took about seven years from the moment she had the idea to the moment it touched your movie screens and i remember when I was younger, I really liked the movie. My best friend said that it was my favorite movie at the time. I don't remember it being my favorite, but I remember really liking this movie when I was younger. My boyfriend likes this movie currently. Like, he just was watching it two weeks ago, which kind of gave me the idea to watch this movie again. And just talk about some of the things that they highlight in the movie. This movie is a low-key, but not very low-key, critique to the music industry and black women and 
biracial women and just the things that they struggle with and the things women in general in the industry struggle with not just in the music industry but in the industry as a whole just seeing those things and what comes of it it's it's really eye-opening and sometimes it's very saddening and in the case of this movie that's kind of what happened there so um as a summary to this movie so before we get into the details of this movie i do want to talk just a little bit more about gina because typically when i do the movies i talk about what was going on into the movie and i kind of did that nope so before i get into too much detail of the movie i do want to talk just a little bit more about gina not because i'm a fan but because i'm a fan so again uh, we talked about some of the things that she did oh of course i didn't mention that she's also the director for the woman king the new movie that just came out that everybody needs to go see and if you haven't seen it what are you doing with yourself yeah that's her but um she is a gemini i used to in my previous episodes i would always focus on the directors or like the stars of the show and their zodiac signs so she is a gemini and i love me a good gemini so again gina like hi hello how are you um and i was talking about the many many people that inspired her to do this one of the people is her biological mother that inspired her for one of the characters she was at alicia keys concert and i guess alicia keys was performing her song diary and that really impacted her to write this film she based it loosely off of marilyn monroe and judy garland and i could just tell that this was an important film for her this was something she really wanted to share and express how she feels about things there was a lot of talk in the interviews that i read about the main people that were in the music industry at the time which would have been Nicki minaj beyonce um rihanna and just legends like that and sometimes we don't think that they're people we don't realize they're people and they have lives and just to kind of see from where they used to be like in 2014 and then seeing them now in 2013 2023 i said 2013 2023 that's amazing all on its own like i never would have imagined all of them would be parents like do you know how old i am Nicki minaj has a baby beyonce has three rihanna has a baby like what that's wild but it turns out this movie only took 29 days to film which that's kind of impressive um I don't know why I feel like movies should take longer, but I do. I feel like they should take way longer, and it took 29 days. So that's also really impressive. Overall, they made a profit from the box office, which I love to see. And this is a black movie for black people by black people. I like to make sure that the movies that I select have at least a majority black cast, and it's just a bonus if the director is black as well. And in previous episodes, I mentioned how hard it is to get both a black cast and crew. And just as time has progressed, it has become a lot easier. And to know that Gina has been on that forefront, she has been a frontier for the advocacy of black cast and black crew since the 80s. Ugh. Ugh. I just love her. Love her. Okay. So now to get into the movie. The movie is about a young woman who is in the music industry 
and she's right at the start of her career she hasn't even released an album yet the movie starts with her as a 10 year old and she is in a singing contest and you get a glimpse of how strict her mom is and how much her mother expects from this career so it fast forwards to that time period and she was at the beginning of her career she's using a famous rapper who in the movie is called Kid Cuddy but we know him as Machine Gun Kelly and they are in a stage relationship that kind of caught feelings and they're using their music and their music to kind of boost their reputations he's boosting his being that guy everybody wants to sleep with she's using hers to boost sales so when she drops the album she's guaranteed an audience the problem that she's having with it is that it's not her music and they're really sexualizing her half of the movie she barely has any clothes on the only thing that is covered is her private areas and she you can tell very early on she is not comfortable with that um i am gonna have spoilers in this episode from this moment forward so if you have not watched it please go and watch it it is available right now on netflix and i'm not sure if it's available anywhere else but i can double check that but i know right now it is on netflix let's see you can see it on netflix redbox voodoo or amazon prime and a bunch of other places but you have to pay for it with netflix it's already part of your subscription with that being said like i was saying um so she's in this career she's not happy and she you we first see her backstage at the billboard awards and she wins the awards after the awards, she goes back to her hotel room and she tries to commit suicide from rip like that is exactly how we're introduced to her that is how she is feeling she does not want to be here anymore and from there it kind of starts a love story there is a police officer his name in the movie is Kaz Nicole and he's played by Nate Parker who has worked with Gina before on the secret life of bees hi Nate how are you doing um, and the main character her name is Noni Jean and she's played by Gugu Mbatha Ra I hope I'm pronouncing that right G-U-G-U M-B-A-T-H-A R-A-W Gugu Mbatha Ra and I realized through my research Gina really liked her portrayal of this character and was fighting really hard for her to be the person that represented Noni and I think she did a phenomenal job um but back into the plot of the movie and we have Kaz he is the bodyguard he's standing outside the room the mom comes finds Noni on the balcony and she's ready to jump she's ready she's done and from there the officer saves her life and if you know anything about public relations and the press you know exactly where this was headed people saw her it got out and she had to try to convince everybody that it wasn't suicide knowing that it was and the rest of this movie is about her battling between telling the truth who she wants to be and who she thinks she has to be to get the record sales at the end she chooses to be herself and i just think there's nothing better than that ideology there was a quote throughout the entire movie and she was saying 
the quote basically just talked about the truth is the best way to live your life. It wasn't the truth will set you free, but that whole narrative was about speaking your truth will get you a lot further in life than trying to live somebody else's truth, which I think is a beautiful sentiment and a great way to kind of go along with the story because everything started out with this lie that she did not need mental assistance. So earlier I mentioned that Gina based some of these characters off of things that happened personally in her life and something that really stood out to me was because she was adopted she felt it necessary to find her biological family and talk to them and get to know their side of the story of what happened and if you know me and you know me personally you know I really really resonate with that and that really really stuck out to me I have done the same thing in my life from being adopted and I know what that feels like to want to find your family and in the articles that I read it appeared that her meeting her biological family did not turn out the way that she wanted her biological mother kind of had no regrets in the decision that she made and sometimes that's the blessing and sometimes that is a curse but there was a line in the movie that was spoken by Noni's mother Macy Jean who plays as her momager and it's like her mom is the basis of Gina's biological mother she was a white woman who fell in love and had intercourse with a black man nobody really supported the relationship nobody really supported the birth of the child but in the movie she kept her child and she built this relationship and tried to build this career so that they could thrive and succeed and she wouldn't be a failure like everybody thought that she would be so instead of focusing on the happiness of the child she focused on the trajectory of the child and that's where the resentment kind of grew for Noni and Macy because Noni never felt like she had a mother she felt like she had a manager so during one of the scenes in the story and throughout the plot of the movie Kaz and Noni kind of run away to Mexico together and they just kind of put a pause on life that's what they even called it in the movie they put a pause on life to kind of just remember who they were and just share in that moment of love between the two of them which I think is absolutely beautiful I love taking trips that's exactly how it feels to me I love just being able to pause life and just remember why I why I'm here and why I do the things that I do and her mom ended up finding her and they had a moment and they sat and they talked and there was this line that I recorded I do not own any rights to this movie and please do not take my movie down my podcast down because I recorded this movie but it just really stuck out to me and I feel like it came from a moment Gina shared with her biological mother and I really wanted you guys to hear it so here is the clip I was 17 when I had you black baby that my mom and dad wanted no part of by a guy who couldn't give a shit about me and I was exactly where they all said I'd be. And I just thought that was so powerful in the moment because it was like, you could tell the mom seeped through. I feel like every parent has that moment where the emotions seep through because sometimes they feel like they can't share those emotions. They have to be on go all the time 
to really love and take care of business, they can't have those emotional moments, especially with Macy. Macy didn't have those emotional moments with Nani. And just seeing that, seeing that mom seep through it and how that might have felt to a person that's hearing that, like everybody expected me to fail and I just couldn't fail. So I did what I thought was best and that's really impactful and it might not be what you want to hear, but sometimes it's the best option. And for kids who were adopted, and I don't want to get too off track here, but for kids who were adopted, sometimes that's better. Like, I was, again, I was adopted, so I relate to the scenario completely that Gina may have been feeling when she experienced meeting her biological family. And I saw this TikTok one day. And it was about this girl who lost her mother or her mother gave her away and she was speaking to her guardian at the time and she made this realization that it was it was better to miss and love her mom than to grow up having her and hating her and that resonated with me so much that maybe being adopted was the blessing that I needed because then I wouldn't have the fond memories of my mother that I do now. So I thought that was really sweet. Of course, one of the overall schemes of this movie surrounded one person and we're gonna get into it. I wanna fly. Blackbird by Nina Simone. She was an evolutionary in everything. She was a legend. Um, we lost her in 2003. She was an American singer, songwriter, pianist, and a civil rights activist. She was born in 1933. Her birthday is actually coming up February 21st. That song is, like I said, it is Blackbird. Her original name is Eunice Kathleen Wayman, but she is known as Nina Simone. The song Blackbird is 
highlighted in the movie roughly three times and she sings it twice and she created a song towards the end of the movie and Noni I'm talking about and she references Blackbird in that and that song is really powerful the only time I ever heard it well the first time I heard it was actually in the movie when I was younger and re-watching the movie just kind of reminded me of how powerful that song is and how emotional that can be and I completely understand why that would be a song Noni would kind of pull to just with the words and the lyrics that I showed you from the clip that I found and I just remember hearing about Nina Simone as a civil rights activist never much of a singer and the work that she's done and the things that she's accomplished I'm just I'm grateful I'm grateful that there are so many women there out there who did what they did so that I can do what I'm doing and more that I can open even more of those doors I know nowadays it doesn't seem like we do much or we're not grateful or whatever the excuse of the generalization may be especially for people my age but I personally am very grateful for the opportunities that I have and I acknowledge that people had to go through a lot to get there the evolution from music to movies to podcasting to short films to tv shows all of it it's just an amazing evolutionary story and it brings me so much joy to have the opportunity to share this interest with people and to talk about these things so i am very very grateful for people like gina and for people like nina so my giving gratitude this episode is going out to gina prince bythewood whom again i cannot express how much i've enjoyed her work and one day i hope to meet her and if not just meet her but work with her as well and to nina simone and the inspiration that she has been just to highlight some of the things nina simone has done besides the music that she's done and i say outside of her music because that's not all that she did even though that was the tool that she used in the research that I found, it she used her music to stand up for people. She wrote a song, Mississippi, Goddamn. And that was her response to the murder of Medgar Evans, Evers, Medgar Evers, and the bombing of the 16th Baptist Church that we all know killed four young girls and blinded a fifth. She referred to her song as throwing 10 bullets back at them and that is not the only song nina wrote that uses that is used for protests to this day it is just one of her most known so again a big thank you to not just gina and not just nina and not just from last week's episode not just sydney not just lorraine but to everybody the people who don't make it to mainstream the people who aren't always highlighted this weekend 
today that you guys will be listening to it i'm recording this on saturday but you guys will be listening to it on martin luther king jr and as much as i respect love and appreciate everything he's done there are more to the civil rights movement there's more to black people than martin luther king jr's and malcolm x and rosa parks and jackie robinson there is more to our history than that and it's just these little things that i like to shine light on and as mainstream as I believe Gina is, just talking about her to everyday people, they don't realize who she is. So I like highlighting these people who do not know the people who are working effortlessly and not so effortlessly to bring you your form of entertainment. And they're breaking their barriers. Imagine being a woman, even in the 80s, of mixed race, who's like, oh yeah, I'm going to put out a movie. Like, I <laughs> imagine being like in the 50s and you're trying to make a living for yourself so you start playing the piano in clubs in Atlantic City and that is the story of these women of course Nina being the one in the 50s and Gina being the one in the 80s just because of the age difference but these women had their remarkable stories that they were telling and the things that they were doing and I just I'm grateful I'm very very grateful and with that being said, I told you guys I'm not going to try to make my episodes as long as they used to be. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this one up. I told you guys who I am giving gratitude this week. And just to reiterate, that is for my girl Gina and the legend Nina Simone. My call to action is still out to, to SAMHSA, the... National Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration. And this is really important, not just because, again, I want to support those who are going through substance abuse and have a problem and want to get help, but because this episode or this episode about this movie focuses on mental health and the character in the movie was suicidal and just when you talk about things like that you should also try to help with solutions so again SAMHSA and substance abuse and mental health services administration is a hotline that you can call in it is 100% free it's available 24 7 365 days a year and they will help you find somebody local to you that will help you get the help that you need. If you are in the Richmond area, we have River City Comprehensive Counseling Services. They also help with mental health and substance abuse. And to also provide you with the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline, which is available 24 hours, seven days a week, 365. That is 988. Not 911, but 988. And they will talk you down, help you do whatever you have to do. 911 also does that, but the cops might pull up on you. So that is up to you to decide on what you do. But 988 might also do so as well, just to make sure that you are safe and you want help. It says we can all help prevent suicide. The Lifeline provides 24-7 free and confidential support for people in distress. So there are people out here who want to see you make it to tomorrow and there are people out here who care about you and there are resources that can help you get the help that you need you are not alone and i just want to say with that happy martin luther king jr day i hope you guys enjoy it for all of my college students getting back into the groove of things that is me 
have a good semester finish strong well start strong finish strong and get your degree <laughs> do what you got to do finish it out and again if you want to contact me you can find me at atypicalllc.com or at atypical on instagram i will be able to reach out to anybody who reaches out to me my email is also atypicalllc at gmail.com trust me if you email me i will give you an answer and see what you're talking about and with that being said, any information you need, you can find in the description below. And I hope you have a great day. Thank you for listening to Melanated Movies Monday. Bye, everybody.